Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Mike Searock joins us on this episode, and this is a fun, inspiring chat for sure. Um, Mike's got a lot of knowledge and just a, a ton of positive energy. Uh, he's a successful entrepreneur. He made a lot of money as a uh, in the mortgage lending space and um, somewhat reinvented himself in the last four years where now he's got a branding company and, and several other companies. He drops a lot of a lot of knowledge about personal branding, but also building companies where you're not not the face of the company. Um, so he's not only just a branding coach, but he's a business coach as well. And we talk about his upbringing, how they had a lot of difficult times growing up with regard to, you know, financial challenges, but mostly relationship challenges, especially with his, his father and, and his father's view of money and that kind of thing. So we do talk about a lot about money and whether money is important and, uh, whether Mike was satisfied or not when he made a lot of money. Um, and, but he, this guy's all about impact and all about impacting other people in a positive way. Um, we talk about his, his core values. Um, and, and that's a fantastic part toward the end. Um, there's just so much here. <laughs> this guy is, is a, a ball of uh, po positive energy. I was on his podcast before, um, which was a lot of fun. He's an author, an influencer, He's a visionary, a uh, thought leader. He's just someone that you you want in your in your circle. And uh, if you're looking for podcast booking, um, you know, content repurposing, marketing, podcast boot camps, um, coaching, community, all about branding and and business, this is this is your guy. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. 
turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our income fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part though, the fund showcases a short 12 month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, labradorlending.com. Welcome everybody to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm pumped today to have with us Mike Searock. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm phenomenal, Jamie. Thanks for having me, man. I am in the building with you right now. It's exciting, fired Absolutely. up, and I want to express gratitude for having me, man. Thank you. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you had me on your show, and I appreciate that. Um, so for the listener out there, Mike Searock is a serial entrepreneur, uh, luminary. Uh, he's got a ton of experience in lending and man, a visionary, all kinds of things I could say about you, Mike. Um, why don't you uh, add a couple things on here? What are you up to today? Yeah, you know, ever since I was a five-year-old kid, I always wanted to be a celebrity. You thought I was going to say nice. gangster. Ever since I can <laughs> right. remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There you go. No, but I, I had this thing in me. I came from a lot of brokenness, Jamie, and I, I had this thing in me that I always wanted to be a celebrity. It's like just well-known and, and sure. when I walk in a room, I want to light the room up. And uh, I don't know where that came from, but right now, I mean, that's what I do. I try to light the room up. I want to elevate everyone around me. I want to elevate myself. Uh, I call myself an elevator because that's that's what matters to me. And I'm obsessed with it every morning when I wake up. So that's awesome. with all the stuff that I do, entrepreneurship and speaking and all the things I do, yeah. it's all centered around that. That's your, it's centered around your your mission of, of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and the uh, time we've gotten to know each other over the last month or two, it's always a positive uh, energy and I, and I love it. So um, I can't wait to dive in. I know you also have your your book we can talk about later and and uh, all kinds of things you have going on. So um, let's jump into your backstory. You mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned five years old. Let's jump into um, you know either your childhood or after that, but let's walk through. I mean, the podcast is is about overcoming adversity and getting to abundance. And just to, just for the little, the, the qualifier real quick, I don't pretend like anybody's finished with all their adversity and now that they're, you know, retired on the beach and it's just abundance. That's not, that's not the real world. We definitely keep it real on the show, but the fact is, as you very well know, my mindset and there, and a lot of other, um, you know, behavior and things can play a huge role in overcoming adversity, whether that's health, finance, relationship, spiritual, there's all kinds of adversity and getting to, abundance and living in abundance, which I know is where where you uh, are really focused and helping people get to. So let's jump back. What, where do you want to start in your uh, in your story? Well, I mentioned five years old because in kindergarten, I was the MC for my kindergarten graduation and I had the old okay. Bob Barker mic. 
with the, uh, <laughs> there was a long mic and had okay, a cord yeah. and I would hold the cord in his hand and I've, I worked stage, man. And uh, so I was, I guess I wanted to be a speaker at a young age and, uh, and I knew that, but I was, I, I never waited for validation from anyone else. You know, a lot of people are waiting nice. for validation in their life to be who sure. they want to be. And for some reason, I just never did. I was just very stubborn in that manner. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have people trying to hold me back. And in abusive situations at times, you know, growing up as a kid, it was a lot of brokenness, a lot of depression and anxiety around me, a lot of conflict and relationships that people didn't get along. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it was taken out on me and, and my brothers and sisters in different scenarios. And I wrote about this in a book and I'm not, I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail, but nonetheless, I was always, uh, my mother was always one to lift me up mm. and, awesome. and, and encourage me. And, um, you know, I, I don't remember my parents ever together. So I was, you know, she was a single mom for years. And, um, my dad, on the other hand, was more concerned with money than anything. It was mm -hmm. a money thing and, and, and making money and then keeping money and, and, mm. and talked about it all the time. And, um, so I had, I had di a dichotomy. My mom mm -hmm. didn't have much, but she was a very loving, encouraging. My dad was mm -hmm. more about work hard money and, and money over a lot of things. And it, and it actually, there was a lot of sacrifice that went along with that because, relationships were damaged because of that. Mm. So, uh, you know, growing up, seeing all that and seeing that dichotomy, I just knew that I wanted to be, I wanted to be successful, but I wanted to help people because I saw a lot of brokenness growing up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's, that's where like my life started was really getting through and it felt like a gauntlet of brokenness to yeah. get to a place where I could have more control and be more self-determined and not be in a situation, an environment that I didn't want to be in. And as the kids, yeah. we don't pick our environment. True. You know? true. So I'm very, I'm very, very conscious of that right now, Jamie. Yeah. So now it sounds like for the most part, and again, it's all related, right? If you have financial struggles, you're probably going to have some that's going to put strain on, a, on your relationships and maybe even make your health go down or whatever else. It's all related, right? So we're not pretending it's compartmented entirely, but sounds like what you're saying is mostly it was relationship struggles and then the dichotomy around the view of of money and what was the what was important there but um did you struggle did your family struggle it sounds like your mom's your mom struggled financially um did you have financial struggles growing up or was it mostly like brokenness around relationships no it was a it was both you know i lived with my dad for 3 years from about 8 to 11 and he had he had money and we were you know doing well and going trips mm -hmm. and dinners and doing all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, but my mom, on the other hand, was always paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. It felt like that all Got the time, it. you know? Gotcha. Um, but as a kid, you know, you're growing up in that. I, I just, I knew that I wanted nice things when I got older. I wanted to control sure. my own destiny. I wanted to be able to do these. Yeah. Like, I just want to be in control. You yeah. know, if that makes sense. Cause I, I didn't yeah. feel like I was in control when I was younger. So yeah. it was both relationships yeah. and the financial thing. And then the Got health it. thing too, because we had a lot of addiction in the family, a lot of mental uh, mental health issues. You know, okay. I saw, I saw it all. I saw pretty much it all. When you talk about yeah. finances, relationships and health, I've seen yeah. it all. Mm -hmm. And so, sure. you know, everything I'm doing going forward is really designed around up level and elevating those things for myself and others. Yeah. I love that. Well, and it sounds like you were able to, you know, keep money in perspective. Not that you don't think money is important and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, you know, money certainly has importance, right? But it sounds like you were at a pretty early age, you were able to determine that money wasn't the end goal for you. You wanted money, you wanted nice things, but it really was more about control of your your life and your own destiny. It was bigger than money in a sense. Is that fair to say? 
yeah, you know, I think that people with wealth um, have a, have a, I don't want to say addiction, they're controlled by having. Mm-hmm. They got to yeah. have, right? Sure. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in that situation. I want to be able to have and not have. I sure. want to be able to, I want to be able to like, you know, if I want to put money to something, I want to know that I can go get more money. I want to know that talking about abundance, I want to know that there's tons of money on the planet. I just need to do what it takes to get the money mm-hmm. and be willing yeah. to do so and know how right. to do so. And that's, to me, that's more important than having, I, you know, I, I invest in a lot of my businesses, Jamie and myself, not as yeah. much as I, I haven't invested as much in real estate as a lot of people have, mm-hmm. but I've invested in myself, my businesses mm-hmm. and, and the ability to go make more money. So yeah. I'm a business myself. Yeah. Right. No, I love that. And that's just yeah. a different way to look at things sometimes. I think sometimes I look at people that have real estate. I'm like, geez, man, I should be doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, there's, there's only, there's tons of ways to, to make money. And, and I mean, a business, if it's, if it's going well, is a fantastic way to make money. And so I definitely, and our, our listeners is an entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur. So we definitely want to dive into, you know, how your businesses are set up and, and uh, you know, you said you are the business. So I definitely want to dive into that. Let's walk through just from, you know, maybe teenage years up through today. I know that's a long time, um, but, you know, kind of highlights or lowlights as far as your own personal journey. Let's just walk, walk, continue to walk through. Yeah, I, I played college football at a division three school and I didn't never drank alcohol until I got to college. No, right before college, after I graduated high school, I just stayed away from it or it was around. Mm-hmm. I just never drank. I was so yeah. committed to being a football player. And when I got to college, coming from a small town, I saw, and you know Salisbury because you're yeah, from this area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was party school, party central. And I saw girls that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't have, by the way, by yeah. the way, when I was yeah. growing up, we didn't have cell phones. We just had, <laughs> right. like when I was in high school, we had just gotten cable, right? right. So yeah. I was from a small town and, and I never saw parties and the girls that I saw when I got to college. <laughs> and so right. it, to me, it was like, <laughs> you know, as a 17, 18 year old kid, I'm like, Wow, yeah. this is like fantasy land. So I got <laughs> off track and I and I led it led down the road of, you know, starting to party, drinking. One thing led to another. I'm next I'm smoking pot. I quit the football team after two years. Mm-hmm. And uh then I got into partying. And and before you know it, it was all focused on where's the next party? Where are the girls? Where's the party? And mm-hmm. I, I just lost focus. And mm-hmm. I was going down that route for a while. And and uh, yeah. you know, and, and there was addiction in my family. So Mm. I felt to this point, at some point, I was like an action junkie. I always wanted okay. to be around people. I needed action. I couldn't. I didn't want to be by myself. And so that got going for a while. And then all of a sudden, my friends started leaving after they got out of college. And mm. I'm left behind with the people that were just partying yeah. and, and, and all the influence. Now, I wasn't the, re- the best person to be around either because I was, you know, I'm right in there pulling everybody else down with me. Right, right. And so so yeah. talk about dark times. That's some dark times that I dealt with in my sure. early 20s. Yeah, so you it doesn't sound like you were like addicted to alcohol or drugs, but you were more addicted to the action you said, right? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't know, man, because I you know, when I, I would go out, I couldn't imagine not drinking. Mm-hmm. And I would drink I would drink a lot. You know, I yeah, I drank sure. to get a buzz and go so I I don't know, man. Yeah. And then and then the drugs came into play and your party drugs mm-hmm. and weed and mm-hmm. I, like yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I've yeah. ever admitted to being an alcoholic or or sure. an addict, but I'm, right. I definitely had the tendencies and the characteristics. Got it. Understood. All right. So you're, so you're in college or in that, that, um, you know, phase of your life and then your friends graduate and they're taken off and you're, 
and then what you you just realize that you're kind of you're not going anywhere or like what's what's uh, yeah, happening yeah, mentally yeah. for you at that time? I had a moment. I was in in home sales. I got in the restaurant business first. Then I realized like that business is like that's the business is cash. You get off mm-hmm. late, then you go to a party, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not the right life. Yeah, I didn't. I saw it as a dead end. So then I started talking to a guy, and he invited me into sales. So I did in home sales for nine years actually. But it was in in home sales. I felt like. After my friends were leaving, and I'm like, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? What's really the purpose? And this is like a dead end. It's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, there's been moments in my life mm-hmm. where I had this feeling of there's way more inside of me, man. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. So I had that moment and I realized it was a really dark moment. My friends were leaving and I met my wife, thank God. When I met my wife, it gave me some purpose of like, okay, now I have a reason. Because obviously I wasn't doing it for myself at the time. I was partying and I, I didn't have any like, Nothing to mm-hmm. do it for, yeah. obviously, because I didn't value myself at the time, right? Sure. But when I met my wife, I got myself together and I, I started having purpose and I wanted more and I wanted to up-level. And I started going on a journey of up-leveling. Yeah. And chipping away at that 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 life yeah. I wanted, right? Yeah. So. That's really good. I mean, we it's a theme that comes up on the show is, you know, yes, you do got to do, to get over adversity and get through hard times, yet certainly you got to do internal work and focus on yourself Right. But at the end of the day, that's that only goes so far. You've really got to focus on others. And, you know, you said your wife, I mean, you, you now had something bigger than yourself, right? Or other outside of yourself to focus on and to serve. And so that gave you purpose. And that made you a better person, it sounds like, um, which is awesome. So, okay. So you start to realize like you're, you're meant for a lot more, right? Is that, um, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I've had many moments like that in my life, and I and I started mm-hmm. thinking like, what kind of I'm playing such a small game? Why? And I go analyze it. Why mm-hmm. am I playing such a small game? What is it? Yeah. Then I yeah. find out that like, okay, well, let's let's go for a little bit more. Let's go for a little bit more. Or eventually, I started thinking, let's go for a lot more. <laughs> and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted to commit because I feel like Jamie, when you set your intention, it's a formula I use all the time. Mm-hmm. I set my intention, and I get really clear on what I want. And mm-hmm. I commit to it. Attention, intention, intention. Mm-hmm. I write a story yeah. out. I, I, I write like a very vivid vision of what I want to do. And that mm-hmm. leads to what I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. What I pay attention to validates, I only pay attention to things that validate my story that I mm-hmm. create that, that with my intention. From there, it creates existence. So I started figuring out this formula that all I have to do is set an intention. That's mm-hmm. going to lead to what I pay attention to. What I pay attention to is going to validate my story for my intention. And then it's going to create my un- existence in my universe. It's going to validate, mm-hmm. create existence. That's mm-hmm. when I started causing and creating my own future, my own world. We live mm-hmm. in a universe that we all, physical universe that we live in, but we all yeah. have this, this, we're the center of our own universe, so to speak. And you can sure. you have two choices. You can start having your universe that you're creating Right. Or what most people do is they allow other people and outside influences create the universe they're living in. Then they're unhappy. They're just, just depressed and anxious. Sure. And they don't know why. Yeah. So that's what I figured out. Love it. Now, that's awesome. I mean, so what would you say to the person who says, well, that's, you know, that's great. Mindset's fine. They're having a positive attitude's great, but you, but that's not living in reality or something like that. You know, there's still, that's their, their reality. Okay. So, so, so that's the thing when somebody says that's not reality. Well, they're just speaking about what they believe their their reality, and that's fine. Sure. I don't, listen, you 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 can believe that if you want to, folks. Sure. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you're not going to shape my reality. Yeah, 
you know, I know, I know what my reality is. And I'm going to tell you what mine is. You're going to tell me what, what yours is. And I guess what, who's going to win? The one that's most <laughs> certain. Yeah. So, so when I hear that shit, I don't, I'm just like, whatever, man. I like, I don't, you don't have I don't have to it. believe what you believe. Yeah. You can believe what you want to believe, but I can tell you and show you results from doing things the way I do. Now you do have to have action and behaviors, right? To right. Absolutely. Them. Well, the, the, yeah. the, the, the reason this works is, is that what you intend to do and you pay attention to, it actually moves your physical body into behaviors centered around the story that you tell yourself, the, the intention that you have. Mm-hmm. Then, then you get the results. So it's not manifestation and comes, you think about it and it just happens. It's right. everything in your body starts going in that direction. Sure. And like you said, there are behaviors, the behaviors follow and that is what ends up creating that reality. So um, I love it. Yeah, I used to use a lot of, on a lesser scale maybe, but like on a lacrosse field, I'd use a lot of, you know, I'd just envision, okay, tomorrow during this game, I'm going to do this. And it would happen quite often. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was a, you know, I don't want to, it's, it was amazing to me. It was like, wait, I, I literally pictured exactly this play and this was exactly how I was going to do it. And, and then I did it. And, you know, would that have happened without me envisioning that? I don't know. Probably not. Well, no, because your vision, <laughs> when you're visual, visualizing something, that's your thought, right? Yeah. Thought leads then to emotion. Yeah. And then you can feel it. And then you're, you, you from that, know what effort to put forward to accomplish that thought. Sure. I so love if that. you do it in that order, that's how it works. And most people don't realize that they're just on autopilot. And a lot of people yeah. are having thoughts that are coming from the media, from their yeah. surroundings and environment. And right. then they're getting emotions from that stuff instead of their own thoughts. And sure. then their behaviors reflect that. And that's why we have a lot of sheep that are, that are going in direction. Like we got COVID stuff coming out now again. Right. And I don't know right. how many people, just because that came out on the news, they're starting to right. wear masks again before they even have a mask mandate. Right. Yeah. So now I don't know yeah. what people believe and I don't apologize for what I say. I just right. say what I believe <laughs> and what I think. Hey, so man, it's this is crazy to me to see this, but I know it's not crazy. Yeah. I know why people are doing this. Right. I know the, 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 the formula. Sure. Well, and the other thing I was going to add is with, um, you know, if you've envisioned something happening, whether it's on a small scale or big scale, then when it starts to happen, you're actually ready for it. You know, you, you actually, you, you can behave better, really, you know, not, you're not surprised or scared. And how's this happening? It's like, no, I've already, I've already been here mentally. And so I've, you know, I think that adds a lo- level of, in a sense, like relaxation, and you're able to perform better when those elements kind of all align, if you will. Um, so let's let's focus on your your businesses. I mean, as far as you know, you mentioned your wife, so you obviously got married, and you know, pick it up from there, and and work, um, let us know how the how did things unfold. I know you did a lot with like mortgage lending. Um, so career wise, after you got married, how did things go? Well, I was in a home sales for nine years and eventually I saw some of my buddies doing mortgages and real estate. And I'm like, man, I want to do something different. I hate what I'm doing. So I made a jump and got my real estate license. Did that for a year and a half. And I saw some buddies that I was sending my business to Uh making money in the mortgage business too. And they weren't showing people around houses. And I didn't want to show people (laughs) around houses and be a tour guide. So I'm like, you know what? Let me do the mortgage part. So I got into the mortgage part and hit it off right away. The first year, just first year I've ever broke, broke six figures. This is when I was younger. And every year kept getting better, 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 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700 million. Like it just got better and better and better. Now the money was coming and mm-hmm. I was getting, gaining, um, you know, doing gaining, right? But yeah. I was not fulfilled. Mm. <laughs> I was not happy. I felt like I still had a bigger game inside of me. And it wasn't all about the money. It was about 
like I have this bil- ability to elevate people and I can, and I'm, I'm playing such a small game with it. Mm-hmm. But four years ago, I decided to start building a brand because mm-hmm. I realized that if I really wanted to impact and play the game that I wanted to play, the size, I needed to get known. And how big I wanted to go was, uh, you know, a conversation I've had with myself. Do mm-hmm. I want to go nationally? Do I want to get known globally? Then I looked up and I saw CNN had a thing on... Um, by the way, I watch both CNN and Fox, in case anybody's wondering mm-hmm. to hear me, CNN. <laughs> and say, uh, yeah. they, they, I was watching, it just happened to be CNN. I remember clear as day and it, they were talking about UFOs. And uh-huh. I, this is back in 2018. I don't know if there's aliens. There probably is. I don't know. But I mm-hmm. said to myself, if there's aliens, I want the aliens to know who I am and what I do <laughs> and the ability that I have. And I just, it was like a mind expansion exercise. And I just started thinking bigger. From that point, my behavior, that was my intention setting moment, right? Then I started paying attention to things that could get me known. And then I started having behaviors and decisions that were leading into that. My efforts were leading into that. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, things just started to expand. So I got out of the mortgage business this past April, actually. Mm -hmm. I started an agency a year and a half ago called That One Agency. That Mm -hmm. that one agency helps entrepreneurs do what I did because I've been on over 900 podcasts in the last three and a half years. (laughs) And and the reason I did that is because I saw the power, Jamie, of podcasting. And what it does, there's like five major things that podcasting does. And I wanted to help other people do it after I've done it because I saw the power in it. And most people don't understand the power of it. And so that agency helps entrepreneurs. It helps celebrities, uh, athletes. Uh, we have, we have the, we've run the gamut with our clients, but we help them get more, more attention and help leverage that attention. Yeah. So that's what I'm focused that. on right now. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's uh, perfect for our audience because you're, you're able to help entrepreneurs and business owners and, and uh, executives uh, who are listening to this show. Um, so now, as far as your, and you, the money didn't satisfy you, right? So it sounds like you, you wanted to do something bigger. What, what was the impact you were really What's the impact you're really trying to trying to make? Well, let me clarify. I like money. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's just that right. it's got to be with something else, right? Yes. And, yes. And, um, sure. Yeah. So the impact for me is, you know, I really, like I said, I want to be an elevator. I want people in my yeah. environment, when they come into my environment, they can't help but do better, be better, elevate. Yeah. They want to they feel like they, or they, they feel like they can run through a wall, right? And so I center yeah. all my businesses that I have through this mission of creating unstoppable people to live in a life of their dreams. And I, every morning I wake up, I'm, that's all I'm thinking about is how can I do more? And I know if I do more, the money will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to be known for what I do that people need that. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they yeah. and by the way, this, when you do these kind of things, when you can help people cause and create a future for themselves and be unstoppable to doing so, it's one of the most attractive things out there. I love that. Yeah. I'm uh, finishing up the, um, Simon Sinek wrote a book called uh, Start With Why. It's, it's been around for probably 10 years and it's it's just really good. He was just talking about uh, Martin Luther King and how, you know, Martin Luther King didn't have a plan for how to implement, you know, how to create civil rights or how to implement and execute this plan in, in the U.S. But it was huge what he did, you know, as far as just inspiring people. And so... It sounds like on some level, it's a, it's a similar thing where you're trying to inspire people, and then those people are going to take, you know, take that inspiration and implement that in their own lives, or you know, as far as operationally execute um, from after you inspire them. Is that well, what you- exponentially impact others? So when what I do for someone goes out, they may affect five people. Yeah, and eventually they, there's an exponential effect. So, but it's yeah, yeah. not just about 
mindset. It's about also, you know, I'm an, I'm an expert in performance and scaling businesses as well. Okay. Okay. And so I want people like if there's entrepreneurs listening and business people listening, the main problem a lot of entrepreneurs and business people have is lack of clarity. And sure. they enter chaos and confusion enters into their lives in their home life, which comes into the business where the business comes into the home. Now their yeah. relationships are impacted. Yeah. Marriages, the kids are impacted. And it's all centered around lack of clarity. So what I've done is I've created a framework to get clarity for people in their businesses and in their life that if they just go through this framework that I use to assess things, it clears up things. And as soon as you get clarity, all of a sudden, you feel lighter. You feel like a weight comes off of your shoulders. And you can execute effectively without emotion. So yeah, yeah, I'm leaning into that as well with this because um, I I hate to see families broken up because businesses aren't going well or there's just chaos and confusion. Right. No, that's that's really good. I mean, especially nowadays, just with, with everyone working from home. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, there's you can talk about work life balance, and it's it's important to set boundaries for sure. But it's 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 all related, you know. And it's all like you said, family life and and business life and your physical health, your mental health. It's not inseparable. It's all it's all going to impact you know the other factors for sure. So. Okay, so you're so so that's another thing that you offer is it business coaching or how does that work? Well, no, it's more of a consulting situation. I have a, a company called the Waymore Group, and we consult for equity and fee and uh, help businesses, and we we do mergers and acquisitions and with businesses and real estate. And um, that's one of the things we put together is a framework, and we call it the Waymore Method. And it just makes nice. things better, man. It's just, clarity is so important, and people sure. do not understand when they're living in chaos and confusion, they just don't realize you don't even see it's going on and they wake up. Well, if they sleep at all, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of entrepreneurs aren't sleeping. They're stressed out. Their relationships are are in shambles. They don't know where their next deal's coming from. They don't know how to pay their employees sometimes. I mean, there's all kinds of bad things going on in business and there doesn't need to be is my point. So yeah, we, we we help that with that at the way. That's awesome. So from sounds like 2019 approximately is when you really had a big turning point or, you know, kind of really had some clarity about yourself as far as what you wanted to do as far as your businesses go. So um, what, what's, what's the growth been like since 2019? Well, the growth has really come from in, since 2019, my personal brand. And okay. I realized that personal brand is important, but at the end of the day, eventually you need to start building brands that you don't have to be the face of. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because that brand can become a living organism and it can grow and it can expand and run on its own. Yeah. And that's that comes down to setting up the, the proper mission and core values for the company, the proper product or service, dialing in the branding and the messaging, and then getting that thing to to be built upon uh, mm-hmm. a solid SOP so that it can run on its own and you can get yeah. the heck out of it. <laughs> and so I still want to have my personal brand going out, you know, doing my thing, speaking and helping and all that. But sure. at the end of the day, I want to build brands and help companies build brands yeah. at scale and then and become household names and then and then build wealth for people that way. I love that. It's awesome. You're just making an impact in so many ways. And like you said, I mean, a lot of a lot of uh especially newer entrepreneurs, they may not be, they may not understand that, you know, it's almost counterintuitive. You think, well, I'm the CEO, I'm the owner of this business. The harder I work, the better this business is going to go you know, and more, more valuable it's going to be now, granted hard work is critical. I'm not knocking hard work. Right. But the truth is the more you're in that business, the more that business equals you, the less valuable that business is when you go to sell it. Right. So 
personal branding aside, if you're a, you know, if your whole thing is a, a business coach or a therapist or, you know, something else where it's you and, and <laughs> that business isn't that valuable. I mean, at the end of well, the day. No, hundred percent, Jamie. This is why, like, I thought to myself, I could be C-Rock, the business consultant and have a consultancy, right? And I've gone back and forth with, with this in my mind. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, why wouldn't I start the Waymore group? And mm-hmm. I have three other founders and create a framework that they could use as well. And the business can be designed around other people using the framework. I can come in like a dentist. You know, that gets me. I, I got a buddy that's a dentist. We golf together yeah. and this and that. And I'm in there and, and the lady cleans my teeth. She does yeah. the x-rays. She does yeah, all this, the flossing. And then he comes in right. with his one thing and he goes, looks yeah. good. And he leaves. I'm like, Chris, I, I where just, are you going, man? Yeah, that just happened to me. A couple of days ago, exact, exact but that's, same thing, but, but, but that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Like, sure, I'm supposed absolutely. to go in, here's the framework, guys. Run this. This is the pro- policy. This is the procedure. Do this. Have questions. You need something. You need a second set of eyes, whatever. I'll come in yeah. and, I'll, and I'll do my thing. But I don't need to be in it because it's, yeah. there's a framework already there. And all you it's do awesome. is follow the blueprint and you're good. Sure. I love it. So... How many businesses do you do you run right now? Do you can you, can you even answer that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have uh, that one agency. I have the Waymore Group. Um, and what else we have? I mean, I have like in the Waymore Group, we're we're doing mergers and acquisitions, so we're getting pieces yeah. of companies in there. Gotcha. Um, you also have the the boot camp. I think you told me about. Well, the, well, that yeah, one agency like, has consulting in it for brands and uh, gotcha, and really small business owners, entrepreneurs to that are going on podcasts and get them to leverage that attention. Sure. But that's all under that one. Got it. Understood. So talk about personal branding. I mean, you know, not everyone either wants to do that or or sees the value in that. And maybe they shouldn't. You know, it's fine. There's not always a one size fits all. But but what have you learned as far as what's effective with personal branding? Authenticity. Authenticity, man. You need to be authentic. And in order to be authentic, you need to know who you are. You know, a lot of people identify sure. not with who they are, but what, what they do. Mm. And I've, I've interviewed over 500 people and the majority mm. of them, the most challenging times of their life is when what they did fell apart. Mm. Yes. And then they lost their identity because they were identifying with that vehicle they were in, not who they are. Yeah. So absolutely. to me, personal brand comes down. Who are you? Not what, what are you, what are you doing? But who are you? Peel back all yeah. the layers. And what that means is what are your values? What are your non-negotiables? What are your beliefs? Mm-hmm. What is your, your, your mission? And when you identify that, then you put your stake in the ground and you promote the hell out of that because the important part of that is you don't worry about what people leaving and not want to be around you, not want to hear from you because those are the people that would hold you back if they stayed in there because of your core values and your mission. Mm-hmm. You got to be okay with those people leaving. And then the right tribe will come in and you're building a personal brand around what you truly are, who you are, and those people align with you and it makes everything better. Um, so that's... yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I may have mentioned this on your show. I'm not sure, but, um, and your show is called, what are you made of your podcast? But, uh, we had a guy, uh, Josh Kalinowski that we had, he was a professional pitcher, baseball player, um, had him on the show and I just uh, had him on last week. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. I think I, I may have, uh, connected Todd with him, but anyway, yeah. he, uh, his whole thing was, you know, his adversity, his major adversity in his life was he got injured and he, he couldn't play in the major leagues anymore. He was no longer a baseball player. So, and it crushed him. I mean, it, that was his entire identity. And honestly, I could kind of relate on some level when, when my college lacrosse season was over, it was like, 
I was so wrapped up in what I did, like you just said, that's who I was. That's who I thought I was. Right. And then it's like, now what, who am I? Yeah. You know, and it's, it can rock your world. I mean, you know, some people might think if sports is not that important or whatever, but no, but that's, that's who I was. And that's who Josh Kalinowski was. So that's, that's yeah. a decision you made though. Well, absolutely. That was, was really a vehicle for that's you. That's who I thought you... I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's where everybody gets, gets jammed yeah. up, man. It happens all 100%. the time. I love that. So, okay. So before we get to my rapid fire questions and we, and we talk uh, in a little bit more detail about what you have going on today, what are your, um, you, you mentioned you got to have clarity, you got to have principles, you got to have non-negotiables. You've probably mentioned a couple of them already, but what are some of yours? I mean, what are your principles? What are your non-negotiables? Yeah. So I have a, I have a core values and it's an acronym vitals. Okay. And awesome. the V stands for vibes matter and emotions are contagious. So I understand that whatever vibes I'm bringing and the emotions that I'm bringing, they're contagious. Yeah. And I got to be conscious of that because I don't want to affect people in a negative way. And also understanding to stay away from people that, that, are have, that are a problem in that area. The I stands for imagine, no lids, endless potential. I don't ever want to put a lid on myself or others. So I remind myself with my language, my thoughts, my behaviors that I don't want to put a lid um, and think that there's a limit to anything because we don't know what our potential truly is. The T is take 100% responsibility despite even someone thinking that, the, that, that there's no way I could be responsible for what happened. I still yeah. figure out a way of what could I have done differently to affect the situation, being at cause at all times and not an effect. Hmm. Yeah. The A stands for all setbacks are rocket fuel. That goes to the law that I wrote in my book, Rocket Fuel Law, about converting setbacks and becoming unstoppable, being blessed yes. and thankful about setbacks and discouragements because they're mm -hmm. actually useful. The sure. L stands for leadership starts with me. L, I mean, that, our leadership is so important. And, and the thing is, you won't lead other people until you lead yourself. Hmm. The leadership, I always remind myself that I have, it has to start with me first. I got to lead myself first or everybody's going to look at me like I'm a fraud. Yeah. And then the S is success is the only option. Like we, we, we get what we need to get. We go get it. Like that's, there's another, another option to quit or, you know, the only time you quit is if you find yourself doing something that's not in alignment with your core values or the mission. So that, that's what I kind of, I go by with my yeah. mission in combination with my mission. And it gives me very, very easy decision process, clarity. That's awesome. So who do you, you must have coaches and mentors yourself, right? Um, who do you look up to? Who do you follow? So for the longest time, uh, when I first got started, you know, I read the 10X rule and yeah. Grant was a, was a mentor of mine from afar. I immersed myself in his content. I just vibed with what he was doing. Sure. Uh, and, and so what I did was I read that book and the thing about it, the most thing, the lesson I got out of it, not think big, 10X, everything. It was when you think big, because I already was thinking big. I already had this big vision. My mm -hmm. issue at the time was the people around me were mm -hmm. discouraging and not believing and not seeing the vision and, 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 and invalidating. And, and I just was like, man, am I freaking crazy? Is there something wrong with me? Well, when mm -hmm. I read that book, it had one point in it and it said, you're not the crazy one. The people around you are just confused and they've given up and they're reflecting that upon you. Go push the pedal down. And that's where I got the saying thrust is a must because I read the mm -hmm. book Rocky. I said like, no, thrust is a must. I'm going to go forward. And, and, and if they leave, because I was always concerned, like if I push the pedal down, I might yeah. push people away from me. Yeah. And I was like scared of that. And I'm like, hey, if they leave, it's because they were going to hold me back. I can't have mm -hmm. that. They'll always come back if I keep committed to my mission, if they're meant to be in my life. But I do not, sure. and everybody, this is very important. 
so many of us have suppressive people in our environment that are holding us back from our dreams yeah. because they've given up on theirs. And if you say that, oh, I can't, I can't just cut them off and, and, right. and confront them about it because they're my family or it's a good friend I've known since I was a kid. It's my right. wife. It's my husband. It's my mom. It's my dad. Sister, brother, doesn't matter. They're stealing from you. They're stealing from you. So that's what I realized. And when I realized that, I was off to the races. And then I just watched him and I watched the people that he was surrounding himself with. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at other people right now. I'm really, you know, Ty Lopez is coming back into social media. Mm. And I'm interested in Ty because he's read so many books and he's very, very unique. And I just want to, I want to be more unique myself. So I'm kind of paying attention to what he's doing mm. and how he approaches unique subjects when he brings them up. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So I'm kind of watching him that's right good. now. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, that's really good. The other thought that came to mind real quick was, uh, you know, if you're, if you're living in fear of somebody leaving, um, or, or getting outside of your, you know, sphere of influence, I guess, you know, you're, you're limiting your own impact that you're going to have on others, right? You're not then going to be the best version of yourself. And you're actually, you mentioned they're stealing from you. Well, because of that, you're stealing from, what you'd be giving to somebody else, you know? So it's like your, your impact is lessened. So you're kind of stealing your, the impact you'd be making from that impact you'd be making on others. Well, yeah. And and then I've never had somebody that's doing better than me ever hate and then discourage me. Never been that way. Sure. I pay attention to that too. It's people who are maybe jealous or something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not taking advice from someone that, that hasn't done what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I love that. It's really good. Um, all right, you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yep, let's go. You look nervous. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. You've done this a bunch of times. All right, you ready? Uh, what's what is one thing that people misunderstand about you, Mike? Uh, I would say that I care uh, so much that I'm willing to just push through their bullshit. They think they think a lot of time. I mean, you know, a lot of times this is rapid fire, so I'll stop there. But yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> they misinterpret your your passion. Something yeah, like that. I mean, uh, yeah, they're, I'm not I'm not going to buy people's bullshit because I know I know it's just a story they're telling themselves. Mm, sure. Um, what's one of your biggest failures, regrets? You know, some people don't like those terms, but something you could, if you could do it over, you would you would do it over. You know, I, I told my son this, like I would have focused on building wealth and money and getting things straight with that prior to chasing women and mm. parties when I was in mm. my, you know, 18 to 22 range. Sure. And then, you know, understanding that, look, women women will be there when, when you get yourself straightened out and on the right track, you know, and you'll probably have a high, like a better choice of women. Now I'm blessed because my, like I've been married 20 years and I couldn't have found a better woman. So it worked out. But sure. still, like, I would have loved to have, I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I this is rapid fire. So I'm going to stop it. But I think I could have, I, I think I wasted time. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. doing playing catch up. You know what I mean? You had more of a short term focus at that point. It sounds like, yeah. oh, which yeah. I think most people do, but yeah, but I, I would have changed that. Sure. If you could go back and you already touched on this, but if you could give, give your 18 year old self some advice, what would that be? Yeah. Get your money right first and then, sure. and then, and then get your relationships. Awesome. If you could have coffee or a drink or something with any historical figure, who would that be? Uh, you know, I think it would be, um, there's so many, man. Hold on. Let me think about this for a second. They could still be alive today. If, if that's, uh, if that helps. If I had coffee with someone. Damn, man. 
I've had, man, I don't know. I've had a lot of coffee with a lot of great people already. So it's like hard to figure out, man. Um, let me just say Ronald Reagan. I don't know. I would just say Ronald Reagan. I like it. All right. Here's one. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, Mike, what would you do with it? I would take, uh, I would put it in some kind of passive income vehicle and, and create as much, you know, I, I would actually like get some of it, you know, put it into some risk stuff but I would make sure that I have income coming in off of it for the rest of my life. That's what I would make sure of. Sure. I love it. Um, back to your business or any of your businesses, businesses, what's one of your uh, main challenges? What's a, what's one challenge that you're facing in your business right now? Main challenges. Yeah. Every business has challenge, you know, it's never, you're never done say, with your, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, trust me. Like I know, uh, like, like that everybody, you know, especially me, I have challenges, but I'm trying to think the main one. I, I I want to move faster. Okay. I want to move faster mm-hmm. than um, conventional yeah. wisdom says. I know I mm-hmm. understand that you can't give birth to a baby, but some, <laughs> I mean, uh, to an adult, I'm sorry, but sometimes <laughs> I want to. So I think that's the biggest challenge for me is just being patient. And, and yeah. the other thing, cash flow management. When I got out of the mortgage business, I'm not making the amount of money that I was making. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, when I was in the mortgage business and was going good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so sometimes you have to pull back. To get yeah. and and sell assets, your net worth takes a hit to get sure. runway to build something bigger, and that's where I am right now personally. And I, I think sure. that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, no, I appreciate the the vulnerability. It makes sense. Um, let's see, what's one piece of advice you'd give someone starting out in your career? Say, say with personal branding, you already said authenticity. Anything else you'd uh, advise somebody if they want to build their personal brand? Yeah, get on podcasts and do at least at least one a week. Very important. And then take that podcast and repurpose it in lips yeah. all over social media, blogs, write a book off of it, transcribe it, take quotes from it, put the quotes out there and become omnipresent through podcasting. Love it. It's awesome. I can tell you, I get a lot more hits when I go on other other people's podcasts. I get a lot more kind of feedback from people um, as much as I love my own show. But uh, all right. So... What has what does financial abundance mean to you? You know, a lot of people talk about having you know uh, building wealth and having assets that are coming in and, and passive income coming in and all that. One thing that concerns me a little bit with passive income is uh, complacency, mm. and I feel like mm-hmm. if I had passive income taking care of everything I needed, I'd be concerned that I'd get complacent. So I kind of like right. the, I kind of like that ex, that that exhilarating adrenaline feel when you need to go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, it goes back to, you said you were, you know, maybe addicted to the action back in college. Maybe it's a, be. just a more could healthy, be. you know, version of that. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Hey Jamie, when I go on vacation, I can't sit by the pool. I <laughs> no. can't do it. It's just not yeah. me. Like, I don't yeah. know how people do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think most entrepreneurs are wired the, in a similar way. Um, you mentioned your book and you might've mentioned another book, but what, what is, uh, you know, one or two other books you could throw out there for the listener? Uh, I'm going to shout out my man, Dan Martell. Um, he had a book recently come out called buy back your time. It's a phenomenal book. Um, that's a great one. And then, you know, I got so many, man, but, uh, rocket fuel. Mine's rocket fuel convert setbacks become unstoppable. Grant Cardone wrote the forward for that book. It's a really good book to read too. It's really quick and easy. Uh, I don't want to piss off any of my other friends, so I'm not going to say any other <laughs> books because I don't want to get anybody get mad at me for not saying their book. <laughs> nice. Um, what else? Anything else you uh, you uh, have going on in your business 
these days? Yeah. So what, what we're doing right now, and this is a good lesson for everybody. So I have the, the, that one agency where we take entrepreneurs and get them booked on the line podcast consistently, right? Yeah. And prepare them for it, create one sheets, press kits and brand and help them with their brand. And one thing in my mind is like, oh, I got to do all these other things too, right? I got to help them with yeah. social media. I got to help them with this, this and that. So I have all these product offerings. What people need to understand is, and this is a problem because I'm a variety guy. Like I like more than one things in my life, random, mm-hmm. except for my wife. Okay. Let's <laughs> I only want one wife, one woman in my life is plenty. But but my point is, is that I want all these different things. And I know that here's the thing, the way to be successful is to keep the main thing, the main thing and build it until it's running by itself and growing by itself and sure. then start to add things in, supplement to it. But if you don't yeah. do that and you start getting dispersed with your attention, everything's yeah. going to suffer. Absolutely. Um, what's one question you I have not asked that you wish I had? Anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, what's my handicap in golf? <laughs> what is it? Well, I used to be a three, but now I'm probably a 12 just because I haven't played, but I could get, I could get back wow. down there, but I haven't played much lately. So wow. <laughs> I just told, I just told you that just so I can remind myself that I got to get out there and play. Yeah, it's right. it's a, you put it out there, right? Now you're, yep. <laughs> now you're accountable to yourself. Um, Mike Searock, this has been awesome, man. Um, where can our listeners find you online? Yeah, they'll go to that one, that the number one agency.com. You can see our agency there. Any entrepreneur, you all should be getting on podcasts on other people's shows. Then start Definitely. your own show after that. It is imperative. It's a, it's a must. If you're the face of your company, that you got to get out there. And it's the easiest and most efficient way. So that, the number one agency.com. And then Instagram is the best way to follow me and stay in touch with me and see my content. That's uh, Mikey C-Rock. Mikey C-R-O-C. I think you've got like, what, 1.5 million followers on Instagram? Something like that? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's up there. Well, awesome, my friend. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for stopping by. This was a really, really fun and inspiring chat. Um, thanks, and. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. This is great. And to the listener out there, thank you for spending your time with us, which is your most valuable resource. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path 
for someone you love.